0: Thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your sheepy beauty ghost. Love that, Rebecca. Hey, now it's Dave Fenoy. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover. Yeah! Welcome back, you sexy, fabulous Love That Voiceover listeners. This is Rebecca, and I'm here with Deb Monroe. We're going to talk real fast about Deb and the coaching. Deb not only is hyper-speed in voiceover, and as a mom, and as a new lover, <laughs> um, she also does coaching. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: You know what? I never, ever dreamed I would be teaching anyone anything. You know, I, I was never book-interested. Uh, I was never interested in, in being book smart, ever. I, I was interested in worldly smart. I was, I was a, another thing you don't know about me, which is probably something that I should share. Um, I was also a teen runaway. Oh. So I've been on, on my own since pretty much 14. And wow. um, I would <laughs> never think to for one second that someone like me in the journey that I took would actually be teaching someone in any kind of book smart sense because... I, I chose not to be book smart at fourteen. I I literally did. I chose to party. I chose to play and not care about school and just care about friends and social life. That's what I cared about. But I got by with not caring somehow. And the more I teach, the more I become a psychologist. And that's another passion I always had was to become a psychologist. It was the only other passion, but I wasn't willing to go through the school. Right. Uh, no way I would go through that no kind of school. No way, Jose. No way for me. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so um so how did you end up being a coach? Interesting enough, I did that animation. And so I did this animation, Benjamin Bloomchen. and everything I read was a roving news reporter. So she was really easy. It was simply sensational and everything was over the top. And I could talk like that, which was my broadcasting days. And so after about six months into the animation, this was a one-year contract. Um, we were being brought in for other auditions for other projects. And, and, I, and I had a, several roles within that animation. And all of a sudden, I wasn't getting cast in any more roles. And some, some other talent were coming in for auditions that I wasn't getting chosen for. So I went to the casting director and I said, hey, you know, what's going on? What, what can I do? Right. I was blaming. I just said, what can I do? Because I was right into education at that point. Uh, or no, I wasn't into education at that point yet. That's, where, that's when it all changed for me. Okay. And, and um, she said nothing. You're doing nothing, Deb. It's all good. It's all good. And, and I'm sorry to this day. That was bullshit. Wow. It, was, it wasn't okay. I'm not stupid. The one thing I'm not, I'm very intelligent, in fact. And I see things before they ever happen. And I'm not psychic. I just have really good intuition. And I know when things aren't right. And things weren't right. And so I, that's when I took my first workshop. And I realized that that casting person didn't have the balls to just say to me, you know what? You're reading everything like a broadcaster. Because the reason she didn't have it is because there's so many temperamental actors that are so overly sensitive that you can't say something like that to them because they would freak out. They would be insecure. They would be whatever. And that's the problem with actors is they need to learn tough skin. So I decided, and I did it for free for the longest time, that someone needed to be out there that was okay to tell them the truth, period. Period. Because I was a casting director, and I saw how people came in the room, how they left the room, and why they didn't get the auditions all the time. And I wanted to tell them right there in the session. And you know what? As a casting director, I started to. I started to say, you know what? Your slate's not working at all. They're not going to hear anything you just said.
0: How did that go? Uh,
1: it went really well. I was a great casting I was a great casting agent, in my opinion. But um, the problem was, you can't cast an act. It becomes a conflict of interest at yeah. some point. Yeah. So I had to... I let one go. But because of casting, I already had a teaching aspect in me. I didn't realize it. Sure. And then all the workshops I took and, and paid such enormous amounts of money to get the best coaching, in my opinion, I was able to infiltrate a lot of what I learned into my own way and my own style and still credit everyone where credit was due. But it kind of just fell into my lap more than I mean, I chose it. I chose to say, you know, welcome did
0: it. it sounds like you welcomed it.
1: I was angry. I was angry because why could not she have just said you sound like a broadcaster? That's it. That's all she had to say. It seems easy I enough. I would have sought help right away. I wouldn't have blamed. I wouldn't have reacted poorly. I would have been grateful. But instead, I had to self-discover that. And that's what I think is bullcrap. Because I-, I needed to be told at that time, you need some more education, Deb. Why don't you take some workshops? Okay. I mean, us actors are desperate. We want the job. What right. do you want us to do? Right. We will do whatever you want. So just tell us. So that's why I started teaching and I am a brutally honest teacher. That's the one thing hopefully people do say about me is I'm super honest. You get what you get with me and there is no sugar coating. I'm not going to kiss your ass. I'm not going to pretend that you need to hear it this way. But what I have learned how to do, which I I really, I don't know if it's the right word, but I admire about myself now or what I've learned, I should say, is that I'm able to very quickly adapt to personalities and I can read someone's personality in seconds. And, and I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I know how now to adapt my teaching skills so that they can hear it the best possible way that they need to hear it. Because right. what I've learned is what, what failed also in my marriage is, you know, we all learn about communication and counseling and communication is, is a hundred percent key in what we do as well as it is in our personal relationships. And if I'm only always communicating my way, it's like, you you know, you ask your husband to do the dishes, he says the dishes, and then you give him heck for how he did them because he didn't do it the way he should have. <laughs> It sucks because you had to rewash the damn dishes. But the point is, you know, not everybody has to do it your way. So what I recognized in coaching was I don't want to create a whole bunch of Debbie Monroes. I want to be the only Debbie Monroe or I'm not going to work. So what I want to create is a whole bunch of Toms and Johns and Sally's and Sarah's. Whoever you are, when you come to me, that's what I want to enhance is who you really are and bring out your personal styles, but in an honest way that you can relate to. So some people like brutal honesty. Some people like a little more um, passive honesty. Uh, no matter what, honesty is key for me, but I'll find different ways to express it so that I don't scare them away or, or, or hurt their feelings because it's the last thing I ever want to do. Right. And I learned how to apply what I feel a lot of people in the industry fail in, which is just to be honest so that they can improve and not worry about their insecurities totally how it landed and it just grew and I didn't mean to coach I never meant to coach I just meant to do it for free for a while help some people out but then all of a sudden it was taking over my entire world and I couldn't voice anymore so it was like okay well I'm never going to not voice so I have to find a way to balance the two and that's when I started charging (laughs) perfect well let's take
0: a break with that Now that we figured that out, because that was cool. That was crazy the way that happened. And it's funny based on your background of not having or kind of been anti-school, let's say. Yeah, for sure. You know, (laughs) that's funny. So that's really cool. Thank you for that. We will be right back. Hey, this is Rebecca. If you'd like to promote a charity or a special event nonprofit, I'd be really happy to put some information for you in the podcast. You can either produce it yourself and provide it to me or... I can do it. So let me know. Either send me the information via email or send me an MP3 I can just throw in. 30 seconds or less. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Yeah! I wanted to talk to you about the Busy Town Mysteries, Dragon Ball,
1: Benjamin the Elephant. That was your first big gig, right? Yeah, that was my first big animation. You know, truth be told, I wish I had huge animations to report and, and talk about, but I get more independent animations now. Um, I live in Vancouver, and I moved here after I left my husband because I wanted to be where the work is. Um, where I where I raised my career was in a very small market, and so it was very difficult to actually launch big animations or anything. But unfortunately, Vancouver's market has really slowed down a lot, like not just a lot, but a lot, <laughs> Well, tell us
0: about some of the bigger projects that you've been really excited sure. to be a part of, whatever of they might be in related to voiceover.
1: You betcha. Like with the with the animations and stuff, Dragon Ball was probably my biggest animation that I did do. And um, I was in 50% of the episodes. So there's Dragon Ball, there's Dragon Ball GT, and there's Dragon Ball Z. Most people are familiar with Dragon Ball Z because it's catered to the teen adult market. Dragon Ball is catered to more of the younger kids. Okay. And... Um, Dragon Ball GT is when they're all grown up. So um, I was able to voice both Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT, not the Z. The Z is done in the US, not done here in Canada. So we're also very limited to a lot of animation here because we're we're, where we're based. Right. My bigger projects um, outside of the animation, however, um, like I'm the voice of Ford in Eastern Canada, Car Canada. Um, There's several, it's funny because when people ask me what I've done, I always go, oh, I don't know. And then I go, <laughs> well, my the list. ones
0: that excite you, you know, t- what about this True Pulp Murder? What is that?
1: There was a show, it's a TV show. True Pulp Murder is a murder mystery show. And what they did was they had a show that goes all across Canada and they look into uh, several murders and the mystery behind them. And I narrate the show. Real murders. Real actual murders that happen. And, and it's.
0: So can you give us a line?
1: Yeah, listen to this. True pulp murder and so that's the read that's what the <laughs> want, okay oh my gosh i just i got i recently heard from a talent that they didn't like my voice at all it was very rude the way they wrote it too it was terrible but <laughs> this is what the comment was i got on this from the student is like she's too sultry it makes me puke or something like that and, and i'm just thinking well, I do what I'm told. They say go sultry. I go sultry. <laughs> you know, so this was a sultry murder mystery read. And so that's a read I gave. And that's I, a
0: challenge. I, you know, some people uh, don't understand why and, and, and will, you know, give you a response like what they're kind of it shows they're really naive and rude. Um, yeah. you know badly educated in terms of their <laughs> their exactly. ha- their manners as well as their business know-how
1: <laughs> Exactly. and you know it's funny rebecca because i'm i'm sitting here in my head thinking okay what jobs do i want to talk about what do i want to talk and uh, my 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 natural default is to always go into animation because that's what i want to do the most i always have I do animation, right? Like every year, I do a couple animations. They're just smaller animations, more independent, or they're online animations, or they're video games. So I've done Neverwinter Night, Hordes of the Underdark, and several video games. Um, I've done a lot of apps recently. For- that
0: really big one with Pirates was a cool thing. Pirates of the
1: Caribbean was huge. And you know what? They ended up having some major union conflict. And they nixed the entire project I just found out just recently. Terrifying. It that was is- huge, though. It was a great contract for me um, because that was with Disney. Did you do any of it? Or had you progressed? Yeah, I, did, I did two two Pirates, really vile Pirates. They were fantastically Tell fun. us. Show us. Oh, um, i got to think.
0: Oh, you think you want to fight with me, do you, Lobby?
1: Well, come on over here and we'll play. <laughs> so she was just a rough witch, really.
0: <laughs> that was great.
1: You know, and then I had a softer variation of one. What happens and- to
0: your recordings when they can a project?
1: Oh, it was a—it was such a... Like, literally, they invested millions of dollars into it and then nixed it again. And then they went... What it was was they couldn't find enough British accents, uh, authentic British accents here um, and then they ended up taking it back to Europe apparently. And I don't know if they ever redid it or not. I just know it got nixed. The whole project got nixed. Yeah. Uh, it, the session was a wonderful session. They were really impressed with what I did. So it was great. I voice for over probably 12 or 15 stations by now, I guess. Um, so I do a lot of voice imaging. I'd like to get into now a little more promo work. So I'm going to start pursuing that a little heavier. I've, i voiced for most major broadcasters here in promo work, um, Lots of stuff overseas right now. I'm doing tons of stuff overseas. That's that's becoming a lot of my regular, steady, you can rely on it kind of work. i like, I'm. Are you do- are you doing this in English? Yes, all in English. Um, and I'm literally the voice of the Faroe Islands. So some How people beautiful. Think Islands, but the Faroe Islands are a very small place, and it's so funny. The scripts are great. I love what I get to learn reading scripts because. It's, it's all Icelandic, so I get to say words like fukla and and these really weird Not words. Not you, too. Dave Fanoy um, had yeah. to learn the name of the volcano. Oh, oh no, no, no. I do it every single script. There's at least um, 10 to 15 words that are totally non-English. And so what they do is they pronounce them. I've had to teach them how to pronounce them for me on video. and they And I get to watch their lip movements because it's very hard to understand sometimes mm. to really articulate it properly. And, and then I follow that voice video. And so it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. D- but it's, give us it's a
0: couple f- more. That's fantastic.
1: Zoukla <laughs> Feroz is the one I remember the most for some reason. Well, say that again um, just slowly. So we can. Yeah, gonna... no, that's not even right. Travoyer. <laughs> See, now someone's going to know who's listening to this. You're totally beating <laughs> me up. And then the funny part is, is that when I auditioned for that job, I, they had all these whacked out words in there. And so I auditioned. Yeah. And he came back to me and he says, "You know what?" He says, "Your read is great, but there's just no way we can use the pronunciations." And I wrote back, "said I hear ya, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame ya, it's all good by me." <laughs> and then he sent it to the clients, and the client said, "No, that's fine." And all they had me redo was one word. Wow! So I honestly, they weren't fine because I've learned them since then, you know. And so the more the more I do it, I'm learning some Icelandic languages, which is really cool. You Very know, I'm learning cool the dialects and stuff. So, so I really enjoy. I'm literally, I don't care what I do. I don't care what I voice. Just give me something to play with because it's so fun. I just love it. And with that, we'll take another break. Certainly.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Check us out next time. Bye for now.